All right, we're going to start recording, and I'm going to speak a little bit louder to get my voice into your speakerphone and into your microphone. And that is how sand travels, ladies and gentlemen. My microphone was off, and I caught it just in time. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're like like an Abbott and Costello uh, routine, but like by yourself. I don't know what that is. Slapstick comedy. Ah. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> Knee slap. <laughs> you doink. <laughs> I got an right. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Lixia. Uh, welcome to the Allen Show. Uh, it's the day we've long awaited. I finally took over, mm, and you're uh, doing horrible, n- sweetie. <laughs> now you all get to listen to me. Oof. If you hear a tinny, tiny little voice in the background, uh, you can ignore it. I'm uh, logging off now because this is just not interesting without Lixia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, Lixia is not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> did i say it's not as interesting with lixia use it yeah I, oh. I i switched your words around oh oh okay i thought i thought i said it's not as interesting with lixia oh. but no. no apparently i spoke correctly <laughs> <laughs> i have the high ground anakin <laughs> it's over Oh and Anakin's goodness. like, the sand, it's coarse. It gets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's welcome everybody in. Welcome, welcome to the to Lixia and Alan Show. How are you today, Alan? I was just about to get to that. Um. I was not feeling so hot this morning because I was a little bit tired, although it was a great morning, uh, being that the Hamilton film was announced for July 3rd on Disney Plus exclusively. Um, So exciting. Uh, But then I started feeling a little like, you know, uh, towards the end of the day. Was that after I I ruined Disneyland for you? Yes. Ah, of course. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) I mean, it happened afterwards. Yes, you were not the cause of my day being eh. oh okay Um, but then as soon as i like plugged in my microphone and started talking into it immediate boost it's like this is my happy place is that just what you do like even when we're not recording you just plug in your microphone and just start talking to it to feel better (laughs) i i haven't before but you've given me a wonderful idea (laughs) Uh, this is something you would do. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I do I like... record myself singing from time to time. Just Ooh, in I... case I ever meet like a uh, someone like, uh, I was going to say in the know, but like everyone knows people sing. Um, <laughs> someone in the industry and I would be like, oh, I have a recording here. Listen to it. I'm beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I... 
I have tried that before, and then I am always like, <laughs> I will be erasing that. <laughs> <laughs> I will never let anyone listen to me again. <laughs> and um, yet, uh, here you are. Right, right. Surviving. <laughs> um, that being said, I have been using this microphone to kind of just like not record, but just pretend that, you know, I'm Lizzie McGuire-ing it on the stage, <laughs> you know? So I'm just like singing my songs with my microphone because it makes it feel cooler. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've upgraded from a hairbrush to a microphone. <laughs> Sometimes I, I pop my AirPods in for that because I want to <laughs> feel like, like, um... Like those pop stars with like the little ear microphone and like the little ear. Yeah, those early like pop star, like Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears microphones. That was the reason I was most excited to start an office customer service job because of the headset. (laughs) It's beautiful. I I do believe that that is one of the cutest things about like boy boy groups uh, from Korean uh, boy bands Mm -hmm. that they they like they have brought those headset microphones back. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I do I do appreciate that <laughs> looks so cool I also want to apologize or not apologize but explain any noises you hear in the background my dog is snoring right now nobody nobody can be mad at nobody's allowed to get you mad at her? that <laughs> no Lixia no she's not Lixia I accidentally my my belly put you on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, yes, pause for silence, but like, all right, get back to it. <laughs> um, I I think I can faintly hear Abby um snoring. I'm sure uh, the microphone will pick it up. Yeah, I think as my dog sleeps like heavier and heavier, we'll probably be hearing a surprise a guest appearance from her as well. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Dog snoring. Mm, that's that's so one of the noises I love in life. Mm, just any noise that dogs make is so cute. Yeah, Ye- yeah. They're little the yawns. Mm, yeah. The yesterday. <laughs> oh, yesterday my dog. I'm sorry, Ivy. <laughs> she, she made like this the tiniest noise while she was sleeping. She was just kind of like, and that's it. No. No. <laughs> I was like. Oh. My heart is like breaking. <laughs> Precious angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's heartbreaking perfect. how cute, how perfect, how cute and perfect dogs are. Uh, I know, I know. Even when they're troublemakers like my dog, mm-hmm. they're perfect. Yes, they are. <laughs> um. All right, Alan. Do you want to jump into our activity of the day? Do you want to explain to us? In. Because uh, it's going to take sis? time. Yeah. I will absolutely explain. Back in January 2015, uh, someone, I it says the author here of the article. I'm not sure if they're the ones who generated these questions because I'm not going to lie. I haven't read through anything but the questions. Um, so this article came out in the New York Times, January 2015. Uh, it's called the 36 questions that lead to love. Um, so apparently if you, and, and just from glancing at it, I see the word study. So there's some research behind this, um, that if, if two people ask each other these questions, 
uh, all the way through. It's 36 questions, uh, three sets. So uh, each set has 12 questions. Um, at the end of the question session, you can fall in love with the other person. Oh, then I don't want to do this. I'm already kind of in love with you, but just getting more is just going to... It's just going to... It's too much, Alan. I can't do this. Oh, it's okay. I can answer them all myself. <laughs> You're like, I'm in no danger of falling in love with you, Lixia. <laughs> <laughs> I am both ready to not fall in love with you and fall deeply in love with myself. <laughs> oh, that is the most Alan answer you could give me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> But so what we're going to do, we are going to take a couple of questions from each set. We're each going to ask. Let's start with one question each from set one, and then we'll see how we're doing on time. If we have enough time, we'll ask another question from set one. If not, we'll move on to set two. And then by the end of this, we're either going to be deeply in love with each other or we're going to be mortal enemies. And there's no in between. Perfect. I love this. I, I love thinking in extremes. <laughs> Me too. Make or break. <laughs> uh, the world is black and white, you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Gray who? <laughs> I don't <Killed> know her. <laughs> we killed her. <laughs> yes, I did it. I killed her. And you know why? Because she was too dull. She wouldn't make up her mind. <laughs> she didn't decide between white or black. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we start going into like a Chicago style, uh, why we killed Gray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's get into this. All right. You can go All right. ahead. Okay. Given the choice of anyone in the world... Whom would you want as a dinner guest? Let's start easy. Okay, okay. Uh, who would I want as a dinner guest? And just one person? Just one person. Uh, I would like to meet my great-grandma. Oh. I, You know, she's one of those people that, you know... She was, like, so deeply loved by everyone around her that, like, when they, like, tell stories about her, to me, like, she feels very alive in a way, yeah. like, in the way that, like, people still talk about her. Um, So she feels like someone that's very close to me without me ever having met them. Yeah. Uh, and I would like to know more about this woman. So I would like my great grandma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. Um, and I choose a, di a different question for you. Uh, you have to answer that too. Yeah. How about I didn't I didn't thought of that until just this moment. Oh. Um, we can each answer the question. Yeah. Yeah. Answer. Go ahead. Let's do that. Um, I think at this stage in my life, I think I would choose Beyonce, and not just for the it's Beyonce. I want to know I want to know what she was thinking the entire span of her career which and like what she was feeling like as these mm -hmm. things happened like how did you get over the anxiety of uh like 
going on stage for the first time, you know, mm-hmm. how, how stressful are things now that you're a mom and an artist? And, you know, like, I, yeah. I just, I want to, like, I want to pick her brain. I want to yeah. know everything. Um, would, would you say you would like to humanize her? Uh, I don't know yes. if that's the correct word, but, you know, like, just make her more of this, like, tangible, more like this real person. Yes, but more for the purposes of where I want to take my career. Oh, okay. I want to okay. know. I want to know how the it girl did it. Oh, okay. And I'm just curious, like, what does Beyonce feel like? Mm-hmm. With, with yeah, humanizing her, like, what what. What does Beyonce think about on a day-to-day basis, you know? Like, because mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day, we're all just people. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Uh, if you hear a loud thump, my brother just uh, slammed the door downstairs. So Oof. I'm sorry about R.I.P. that. R.I.P. door. <laughs> my walls are shooketh. <laughs> um. <laughs> we're quaking. <laughs> quaking. <laughs> Um, mm, I like your answer. Okay. Uh, so my question, uh, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Oh, that one, that's, ooh. <laughs> That just hit me in my existential crisis bone. <laughs> um, I think I would want to retain the mind of a 30-year-old. Okay. I think, although that's kind of, it's hard. So like the mind of a 30-year-old, the pros of it is that your you know you're not thinking about uh dementia um alzheimer's like any of those um degenerative diseases that that come uh with old age mm-hmm. um which there's a history of in my family and also because i don't know my dad like i don't know what their family history is like so like mm-hmm. god knows what's gonna uh what's what's in store for me um at the same time though if you have the mental agility and that like drive to like keep on going um and also not the i guess it's either is is it like the brain health of a 30 year old or like literally like your mind is stuck at 30 and you're not gonna grow like uh Mm -hmm. in like maturity and stuff you know yeah um if it's like you're not gonna grow in maturity then like uh, you're still going to be wanting to like be out and about and like blah, blah, blah. But like you have the body of a 90 year old, you know, like you can't do so much. Yeah. Um, well, on the flip side, uh, if you have the body of a 30 year old, but the, uh, the mind of a 90 year old, like you may not even be able to, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, okay. I, I think for me, the mind. Okay. Okay. Um, see, I think in here we're reading the idea of like the mind and the body as two different things. 
Uh, I mean, like, uh, like we're seeing them like uh, differently, uh, mm-hmm. is what I mean. Um, essentially, because for me, having like a, a disease of the mind, or like a, you know, something like Alzheimer's or something like that, for me, that still pertains to the body. It's something that's happening to your brain, you know. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So for me, oh. I I am assuming that if I'm having the body of a 30 year old, my mind, my my brain is very like unlikely to develop something like Alzheimer's. Correct? Because oh. you're a much older person. That, that's how I'm seeing it. You're mm-hmm. so right. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I'm choosing to interpret this question. So because of that, I think I would go for the body. I would like to keep, you know, uh, my body and hope that if I, if my mind continues to grow, you know, like through my experiences, I would hope that I would be just, you know, I'd be young and wise, you know? Yeah. I think there's a, there's a kind of sadness. Yeah, exactly. There's a kind of sadness about like having gained wisdom, you know, uh, once things that are sometimes, you know, are already too late, you know, gaining wisdom only in hindsight, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like it's both, you know, beautiful, but a little bit tragic, right? Because then you, once you have that wisdom, you're kind of like, well, then I would have done this differently when I was younger, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, just retaining the body and a wiser mind would just mean having the best of both. Yeah, my brain's not gonna get disease if, if yeah, mm-hmm. that, ab- then take the body. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boom. That makes it easier. <laughs> All right. Should we move on to set two? I think yeah, I think we can move on to set two. Okay. Um because it gets a little I think we're gonna want to take more time with these. Oh, okay. Oh, I like the first one. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Huh. About your about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else. What would you want to know? I would like to know if I'm going to have something better than what I then uh, I'm trying to phrase my 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 words correctly I want to know if I'm gonna have something better than like what my like those before me have had so you know and I mean, like, a better life, you know, um, essentially. Um, like, you know, will if I have a partner, will it be a better experience than what I've seen from, you know, marriages that have shaped, you know, that that I've been, the, by the partnerships that I've, been surrounded by as I've grown up I think that that's one of the things that I'm like most uh I feel like I'm most resistant about the idea of like sharing my life with someone because there has been like a lot of uh 
the women in my life have had to uh, e- equalize like love with endurance, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I want that for myself, you know? Um, I think like a lot of the women in my life have been like, you know, like I, because I love them, I will take, you know, I'll just be strong even if they hurt me, you know? Yeah. Um, And I want something better than that. I don't have to have to fight my partner <laughs> to be able to, you know, or endure my pro- my partner because of love. Yeah. 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 So that's probably what I would want to know. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Alan? It's a solid... Uh, similar um in that am i going to am i going to find a partner period Mm. and not just like because i've been thinking about it Mm -hmm. and i feel that there is something very specific that i want in a person that I don't think is very common. Mm-hmm. Um, I want someone, and maybe that's just me, like basing this off of my like past history and my fears of dating or whatever. But I just I want, I I I don't see that many people that are like just so unequivocally and unapologetically themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel that my partner is going to be, I, I don't think that I'm going to have many relationships in my life. Okay. Like real relationships. Yeah. I, I do truly think that there's going to be a, like a cup, maybe a couple ones, mm-hmm. but I also, I just, I don't, it doesn't feel possible sometimes. And I just like want to know if like I need to stop worrying about that, you know? Okay. Yeah. Because hmm. if I, I think if I knew, if I could know, it would let me stop worrying. Yeah. Yeah. And it I guess stop, that's all just it, a part of like, uh huh. just believing it. Mm-hmm. Like to stop the wondering. Yeah. I guess to stop the wondering to like, mm-hmm. to like, just, I just want to know, you know, I want to know. I want my dream in life as cheesy as it sounds is I want to have a husband, I want to have kids, I want to have a family. I want to be a grandfather. I want to be um I want to have like what my family has but better. Yeah. Yeah. And so it does, it does worry me sometimes that I'm going to 
I don't want to say end up alone because that's also not a bad thing either. Because if mm-hmm. I knew that I was going to like not find the one in the future, then I would be like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like, let's focus on me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's... I do appreciate people that know how to just live for themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I it does show you. I want more of that in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that self-assuredness that just yourself is also perfect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. Uh, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> thank you for sharing yours. <laughs> Oh, this is getting real deep already. Right? Wow. Oof. There might be there might be waterworks in this episode. <laughs> this is Shake this it off. is <laughs> Okay, so it's my turn for the question, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um What is your most treasured memory? Hmm. Hmm. I think I have a couple of like depending on the on the subject i guess i have a couple of like very strong memories Mm -hmm. um right now that we're talking about love Mm -hmm. um oh man this is like did i talk about this on last episode i don't remember um of how when the guy that i used to uh be in love with um he for my birthday for my 20th birthday i was living in new york city because of my the theater program i was in and for my birthday he took me to lady gaga's family's restaurant um and uh he took me on a walk through central park to get to the restaurant because i had to go from the upper east upper west side to the upper east side Mm -hmm. um and it was like in October, so the leaves were like orange, and it was all beautiful. There was like a crisp but like nice uh, air. Um, and uh, and then for well, we, like we you know we did the restaurant, and uh, he stayed over, and I believe it was I think it was that night that we were like cuddling in my bed mm-hmm. um and then he gave me a, a birthday card that said what did it say like happy birthday uh superstar one day you're gonna win like all of your prizes and blah 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 and mm-hmm. it's like i i've never felt so loved like romantically loved yeah 
and I've never been so in love with a person mm. than that moment. Mm. I thought he was the one. <laughs> I thought, he, I'm like, this is it. This is, there's no one else. I, well. I've been in this mood for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> like, it comes and goes, honestly. I th- I think, yeah. yeah, there's periods where you really feel it and those things that you thought, you know, that are, are very much behind you. They come back, like, sometimes with, like, a full force and, like, such a clarity. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? What is your most treasured memory? Wow. It's a difficult one. <laughs> it's, you know, it, in a lot of ways, it feels... I, I don't know why I would ask it when it would be so difficult for me. Uh, because in a lot <laughs> of ways... Feels, answer it. We can... Right? No, it's because in a lot of ways, it feels like asking me what my favorite book is or like what my favorite movie is, like along the same thread, you know? Yeah. It feels like such an impossible question. I think with these questions, it definitely feels like um, you're supposed to go through them from beginning to end. And... Mm-hmm. Um, like you have those threads that like you know oh something will come up from this question and mm. and something will come up from that question and it's very like um i don't know like it not like um not it's not supposed to define you it's supposed to like let the other person like know a bit about you mm-hmm. yeah and i guess it's kind of weird because like we already know so much about each other and like right? a lot of these things <laughs> yeah yeah, and still, like, I think a lot of the things that I've, like, heard you answer, you know, it's things, because we've never really, like, asked each other, like, outright, like, in the same, like, these questions. Yeah. A lot of this new perspective that you're giving me is still, like, something new, even though we've, like, known each other for so long, you know? Yeah, that is, and that's also very true. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I can't give you a definitive most treasured memory I have, like, so many, like, rushing at me right now. Yeah. But I will say that I feel like all of my most important memories come from when I was a kid. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, they all revolve around me being a kid and having these uh, these experiences with, like, my grandparents, you know, things like... Uh, my grandma used to work um, in the kitchens of uh, El Hospital General uh, Hospital in mm-hmm. TJ, you know. So I remember her waking up at five, four or five in the morning and me being unable to sleep because she's not in the bed. So I wake up and I spend some time with her and I just like sit and like as she's getting ready and then she leaves and I go to my aunt's room. Or to my uncle's room and like continue sleeping with them because my mom is working night shift. So they take care of me, you know? So it's like things like that, like, like that, uh, experiences where like my whole family has been, uh, is together. And I just experience like this, like singular moment of happiness. So I think like it all just kind of revolves around me being small and my relationships with my family. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, that's where I feel in most. Yeah. Yeah. But to like pick like one that is like my most treasured memory. 
that becomes hard that becomes very hard <laughs> yeah oh um, for sure yeah maybe there is one amongst those you know but i can't quite pinpoint it at this moment <laughs> yeah yeah we're moving into set oh this is this three? is really getting me in my feels <laughs> This is intense. I wish our therapist were uh, listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, yeah, set three. Um, oh, I like this one. Uh, your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? Probably photographs. Mm -hmm. I feel, oddly enough, I'm not someone that likes, enjoys having her picture picture taken. Mm -hmm. Um, or even the selfies I'm it's been years since I've taken a selfie. Um, <laughs> uh, but I am someone that loves pres- preserving the mm, those moments, like my friends' moments, my family's moments, having that in photographs. I, I, I think like photographs is something that I like deeply enjoy. Especially of like older relatives. Yeah. Um, and those feel very important to me. So I think that that's what I would want to save. Um, I, I I feel like it, it's so regrettable to me that um, my grandpa, whom I love very much, <laughs> I don't have any pictures of him younger than probably uh, early 20s. You know, yeah. uh, there are no pictures of him as a child. Uh, when his mom passed away, um, my grandpa's sisters threw away pictures of, of him. A lot, most of the pictures Ooh. of him when he was young. Yeah. Um, they just threw away like all of my grandma's photographs. Um, and that for me was just uh, heartbreaking, you know? Um, yeah. And I remember I once in one of my aunt's houses, uh, an older aunt of mine, I I found a picture of my of my grandpa when he was eight years old. About eight years old, maybe a little bit older. Yeah. And it was just astounding to me how much my cousin looks like my grandpa. Uh, it's insane, and how much my brother also looks like my grandpa at that age. Yeah. It's. Mm. Yeah. Oh. It like, it's that kind of experience that just kind of gives you chill, f- chills from how awesome, you know, and wonderful that is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say photographs. You know, I don't. I think. One, I don't like have photo many photographs of my family when they were younger nor do i have i have some photos but not like a ton of photos of when i was a baby but i've never like had the attachment to photos that other people have 
Okay. And I think it's because like they weren't so easily available to to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that like, I think that's that's part of like what made me a like here and now, mm. uh, kind of person. Yeah. Cause like I, like I I I do get like nostalgic for things, but like I can remember those things very well. Mm-hmm. Like, I can remember the feeling of, like, uh, seeing, like, my, a young picture of my family for the first time. And that's okay. what I, like, that's what I stick with for me. Um, yeah. But as, as, as far as what I would save, that's a real hard one. I mean, my mm-hmm. mind immediately goes to, like, my devices yeah um and not just because they're like like partially because they're expensive and like uh not that it it wouldn't be impossible to replace but like um you know it took a lot of work yeah but it's also for me it like represents my progress Uh uh-huh like i'm not I'm not the poor little kid that I used to be. Okay. Okay. And as I say that out loud, I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't tie that to like my <laughs> physical <laughs> devices. Um, no, I think I that's think, a problem for my therapist. No, but I think you know, like the way, like our uh, the economic environment in which we grow, like does shape, you know, who we are, and it does have carry this like sort of um trauma right wouldn't you say yeah Um, oh for sure yeah for sure so i yeah that's not something i it's not something to be like to look down upon you know yeah yeah so yeah i think i would probably like come in and save like as many devices as i could (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> definitely my switch if i lost my if i lost my animal crossing island i would be wrecked <laughs> i would be devastated <laughs> right but i think it also adds like some like something interesting that you're like yeah like i'm not that poor little kid anymore but you would still like you know you're still not a place where like losing these things doesn't matter to you because you can easily purchase them again you know yeah like it's still a symbol of like i'm doing better now but i'm still not you know like uh, these things like i still haven't lost their value because it's it's taken me effort to get them you know yeah yeah and i still i like i just remember the feeling of getting my first uh macbook mm-hmm. oh my god that felt yeah. and like being such like a technology nerd that i am it just it felt so like fulfilling and like it was like i felt like my life was starting at that moment oh wow yeah i love that i love that okay uh this is gonna be a weird episode <laughs> right but i'm he- i'm here for it 
I mean, I mean, we're almost at the end. I'm invested. <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of stuff that I live for. I remember um, me and my college friends would used to have uh, what my friend Paroma coined uh, as a DMC, a deep, meaningful conversation. <laughs> and uh, we would like like sit in like one of our quads or one of our common rooms or something for like hours on end at night just talking about like anything and everything like oh my god i remember like we i remember us one specific instance freshman year and this wasn't like deep into freshman year like i think we had just started um Uh or close to just starting but we stayed in one of the dorm common rooms till like six in the morning like we were like oh we're gonna watch the sunrise or whatever but like six in the morning we're like oh we're too tired um (laughs) but it like the my friend group was just so willing to connect so deeply so fast Mm -hmm. it was oh my god it was magical oh i like and since then since that moment in freshman year we've been just like tied at the hip yeah wow i love that i think I think that that's one of I think that that's like one of the experiences I wish I'd had in my time away in college. Um, I think that yeah, that was definitely not the case for my circle of friends. Um, but I also I mean, think like I think like now now I can like, accept the fact that you know like I, I think at, at the beginning I kind of made it about them them just being like bad friends but i think like i also the fact that i was also going through problems with uh, you know depression that also made me like pull away you know and obviously it's hard for people that don't know you to reach out and give you what you need right yeah Um, especially when even you can't recognize what's happening to you absolutely Um, so i do think it was like i i hold like no ill will towards them because i think it was also like uh a product of my mental health that I was not able to form those connections and those like healthy relationships uh, with anyone in my first years of college. But I do appreciate that like in the years since that I've like, you know, worked hard on getting better and just improving. I have been able to form those connections with like several other friends throughout college, you know? Yeah. Maybe not the way like we are told it's going to happen, like in your dorm room on your freshman year and you're going to form those lifelong yeah. friends. No, I made them in community college, um, sitting outside of uh, the student services building after my ASL class long into nine and o'clock at night. Um, <laughs> and that's been just as beautiful to me and just as like emotionally fulfilling. I think you've made amazing friends. I love them. Uh, thank you i'm so happy you love them i love them too <laughs> so much um and okay so now when you start at state you're just gonna walk into a common room and you're gonna pop out this questionnaire and be like right? bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we got some questions to take care of here <laughs> lix is here to get deep <laughs> right <laughs> i'm just gonna go into the dorms and pretend i like live there <laughs> yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. and that's what i was trying to like uh verbalize um earlier that i i couldn't like uh, think of it um mm-hmm. 
with like a partner the that willingness i as like uh, as people like uh start their careers and have their lives and like blah 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 blah, blah. like that mm-hmm. willingness to connect is feels so much rarer mm-hmm. it's like uh everyone just seems kind of like focusing their own stuff and like that's you know that's fine everyone has their own yeah. life um but I'm such a person that's just so willing to, like, if the other person, like, meets me there, I'm just, I'm, like, I'm there, you know? Like, so in, so I, I want to know about you. Yeah. 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 It, it's definitely a quality worth admiring in people. I, it, yeah. <sighs> wow. How did we, like, get on this one? Huh? I don't know. Uh, the your house. Oh yeah, I asked you the your house, everything you own. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. So it's my turn. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? Uh, in front of another person was uh when we went to see Onward. Um, oh yeah, that really hit me. That was the first time I ever saw you cry. I, is that seriously the first time that you ever saw me cry? I'm pretty sure. I cannot remember any other moment in which I've seen I you cry. I feel like I cry all the time, but that's probably just by myself. Probably, that's some, <laughs> you know, repressed emotions. You know, toxic masculinity stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I like, I feel like I love crying. <laughs> it's well, very it's cathartic also, yeah and it's also like every time we're together we're just having a hoot like that's true <laughs> there's not a lot of moments to cry <laughs> <laughs> and yet i found them <laughs> <laughs> and yet i've managed to find them alan <laughs> oh my god um by myself uh just a couple week weekends ago uh talking about like this whole love thing finding my little diary mm. um with that and it's give it's actually it's given me a lot of ideas about like um like a play or a movie that I want to write mm-hmm. I know that I want it to be around a couple or a quote unquote couple uh oh. kind of like me and that guy were uh. Um, but I also want it to deal with like death and loss somehow. Mm. I feel like it's uh, when I was talking to my therapist about like having like these existential crises, um, she was like, you should look more into like what people read and say and podcast and blog about death. Like, um, it's not what, like what you're feeling right now is not uncommon. Like mm-hmm. everyone has these thoughts, you know? Um, so you should really like, like, try to like connect to that and with other people. And then I found this thread on Reddit just by chance. I didn't, I wasn't even looking for it. I found this thread on Reddit the other day about like, um, uh, this guy was like, oh, um, I, oh, it was on, on today I effed up. Um, he was Mm -hmm. like, oh, today I effed up by joking that, uh, like life is meaningless and like blah, 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 blah. And my wife is now having like an existential crisis and cannot stop crying. And I was oh like, damn, God. I feel that. And then like 
everyone in the comments were, was like, yeah, like I feel that so much. Like I've been going through this and like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, like that, yeah. that, that right there, like is something that is, it, 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 that's what I've been looking for. That like, that shared, that connection, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I've been well. th- just thinking about a lot about like what I want in life and and like my my meaning and my purpose and blah 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 and it just it it it's all like coming to like this like idea of like connection and revolving around this idea of loss and it's just like it gets me it gets me flowing you know mm-hmm. and so I really want to write something to that yeah. It's an, definitely an interesting topic to dive into. Um, and I'm curious as to see whether where uh, your research will lead you to. And, you know, what's going to be born out of that. That's exciting. I will 100% share on this podcast. Yeah, please. Yes, I'm please. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, what was the question? Sorry. Uh, when did you last cry in front of another person? And when ah. did you last cry by yourself? Oof. That's a... Uh, I think the last time I cried in front of another person would probably have been in front of you. Um, and, uh... Yeah... I do believe it has been. Um, and I mean, you you kind of remember why. I mean, I've been, I'm at a very, um, yeah, I'm at a moment in my life in which a lot of things are changing <laughs> and in which I am uh, being required to kind of like step out of my comfort zone and grow um, as an adult. Um, and for someone that likes her, like, yeah as you know most of us do you know like they're there's like comfort zones and like really cloaks themselves with within their comfort zones because i'm a very anxious person um it has been very a very trying time for me having to being stripped of those comfort zones right um so I think it's left me in this very vulnerable place. And I th- I do believe that the, the last person I've cried in front of has been you. Um, possibly my mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. And um, the last time uh, that I cried by myself was probably... Ooh, that was probably on Sunday. Might have been Saturday. I was feeling particularly sad on Saturday. Um, And again, it's in response to all of these things that I'm having to learn to do now. And, you know, dealing with uh, trauma. Um, So it's you have those moments where just kind of like the trauma kind of hits you all over again. Um. So it, it yeah. uh, yeah, and it happens to me a lot in those like quiet moments where I'm just like on my own. Um, so yeah, this happened to me on Saturday. Um, and it's also, you know, like the reality that you have to 
learn how to have grace and how to move on and accept the things that have happened to you and just move from them. Um, that's probably the reason why I that caused me to cry because it puts you when you're at a place where you're very, very hurt and uh, dealing with the after effects of, you know, the incident. Um, it kind of feels impossible. Like, how do you get from that point of like, I am a victim and um, I am angry. I'm embarrassed. How do you move on to the point of like this happened to me? And there's nothing I can do about it. And I will have to move on, accept it, and, you know, hope for something better in my future, you know, and just take agency. Uh, and it's a very hard place to move into. And yeah, I think on Saturday, I was just kind of like, how do I even take those steps? And then yeah. that made me feel very lost, you know, the the fear that I might never move on. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. And probably now, I will probably say that the last time I cried was right now. <laughs> uh, I'm tearing up a little. <laughs> yeah. Let it let it flow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We would have been a wreck if we'd gone through all of these questions. <laughs> we would have been a wreck and we would be on episode like 25 of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely. If we wanted to go through all of these questions, it would have to be like a couple episodes long. <laughs> or like a live stream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and even then, that live, that live stream would still be very long. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Wow. This is great, Alan. And I really enjoyed just the insights it gives me, you know. Yeah, right. To you, you know, and, and to me, I think definitely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because like we don't we don't stop and think about these things. We don't. Uh, you know. Yeah. It's nice to be reminded. Yeah. Um, of of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny how you say this came out in 2015 and it was such a big thing. And I was like, why Why can't I remember this big thing? But in 2015, I was also in the, the deepest points of my depression. So that's probably why I, <laughs> you know, that the only thing I can remember in 2015 was not going to school, even though I was supposed to, sleeping a lot and binge, binge eating, you know, hiding from people so nobody could see me eating a whole pizza by myself. <laughs> very dark times in my life um so that's probably why i did not have a moment to spare to this to what was happening in like in social media <laughs> to, to this new york times article in the style section <laughs> basically yeah exactly that apparently was like took the world by storm <laughs> i mean maybe took the world by storm was an exaggeration but it definitely right. like blew up on twitter for a hot sec <laughs> also i was not uh I was not really on Twitter at that moment. So I think that might have been another reason why I missed mm, out on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was um, also in the in the uh, in the throes of my uh romance. So I think that's why this stuck with me more. <laughs> right? It was so like maybe that. It, was, it blew up in my timeline, <laughs> you know? It was basically like a deeper a form of the the cos- cosmopolitan like quizzes of like does he like you or does he not? 
Yeah, 100%. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I love this. I really, really love this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, this, 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 what, what is it, like a quiz? Yeah. Yeah. No, not quiz, but like um, questionnaire. Questionnaire. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um, but yeah, if if anybody else knows of any fun or, you know, interesting questionnaires um, and would like to have us take a look at them uh, and talk about them on our uh, next episode, let us know. Absolutely. Because, um, like, we could talk about the news. We could talk about what's going on. But we know what's going on. Everyone we, knows what's going on. We do. It's sad. I'm this tired still of what's not going open. on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of it. I need an escape. <laughs> I know. I know. So I, I do think that these last couple episodes of this format we're doing right now has been very good in getting our spirits up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of taking our minds away from everything we know is going on and from obama yeah. gate <laughs> from what from obama gate <laughs> Obamagate. don't ask me what it is nobody knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a gate in front of the obama's house yeah i suppose <laughs> yeah the gate was ugly <laughs> everyone michelle hated it. i thought you had good taste <laughs> <laughs> no she had good arms not good taste oh my goodness (laughs) Uh, her good arms also angered some people (laughs) possibly the gates also did (laughs) and michelle was like no (laughs) michelle smash (laughs) well alan thank you so much for your time and for um Thank you for your honesty and vulnerability. Thank you. Wow. Look at us. Just praising each other up and down. (laughs) I love it. Uh, (laughs) But praise me more. (laughs) Yeah. We know you're more in need of it than I am. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm like Tinkerbell. I'll die if you don't think of me. (laughs) (laughs) Consider yourself canceled from my thoughts. (laughs) 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 sudden death (laughs) (laughs) see i need to i need to become popular because i'm actually just producing horcruxes um every time you think of me it generates it like splits a piece of my soul Um, (laughs) and i won't die until everyone stops thinking of me so i'm uh my goal is to become the next beyonce so that i never die you're just equating Beyonce with Voldemort. Please stop there, honey. <laughs> Listen. You, you somehow brought Voldemort, Beyonce, and Tinkerbell into this whole mix. <laughs> hey, world domination. <laughs> Any way you can get it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I I um, appreciate your mind, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> what do Vold- Voldemort, Tinkerbell, and Beyonce have in common? Ego. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> this is gonna be a great hook for uh for you to write in the in the episode description. <laughs> <laughs> did you read my last week's description? No, I did not. 
I'm starting a thing where um I am gonna I'm pretending that the there's a person that writes our description and is talking about us. Um and I think last week was like uh another quiz like are you serious like they need to cut this out like let's get back like blah 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 i thought it was really funny oh i love it i'm gonna i'm gonna have to look into that one (laughs) oh my goodness well thank you alan this podcast isn't just a podcast it's art (laughs) it is audible art and it is literary art (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) all right alan well i think it's time for us to sign off i think we've uh, taken enough time (laughs) from the people (laughs) from our ghost listeners (laughs) they can turn it off whenever they want i'm like and your cousin (laughs) (laughs) thank you arturo (laughs) um uh please donate to our patreon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean just venmo us like individually yeah, sure <laughs> but you know what everybody on podcast talks about patreon so <laughs> we That's have true. to be in the know alan we should, st- we should start a patreon and get um have like exclusives like um uh i don't know i'll i'll sign a piece of paper for you if you give me two dollars <laughs> I'll send you a tissue with my boogers on them. (laughs) One day I'm going to be famous and you're going to love me for it. (laughs) (laughs) And you can then clone us. (laughs) Start your own Jurassic Park. (laughs) Have your very own Alan and Lixia. (laughs) (laughs) It's like grow your own Alan and Lixia. We're like those uh, those dinosaur... uh, (laughs) You throw in water? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I see a good a, a good future for us in merchandising, Alan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we if we blow up one day, we have to have those as merch. Oh, you know what? I have not had a successful life if I never become a grow your own Lixia. <laughs> <laughs> you should write that down on like a piece of paper, seal it in an envelope and open it 30 years from now. I'm going to mail it to myself for 30 years from now. <laughs> You're going to go to the post office and be, and be like, hold this for 30 years, please. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> they do it on TV all the time. <laughs> You know what? Now I do hope I get Alzheimer's. I'm going to write a letter to myself. I'm going to put it in the mailbox. And then I'm going to be like, ooh, a letter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's all about perspective, Alan. Alzheimer's can be a beautiful thing if you just (laughs) think about it long enough. (laughs) Uh, I remember seeing a tweet once, and I'll end on this. (laughs) I remember seeing a tweet once that was like, can you imagine how it's going to be like when we have Alzheimer's? Like, we're going to be rediscovering Beyonce again? Like, <laughs> what a treat. T- there's there's always beauty in the world if you just look hard enough for it, Alan. <laughs> Today's moral. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today. Uh, we'll talk to you next Friday. Um, yes. Have a safe weekend. We'll love you. Yeah. Bye-bye.